welcome to the Sage Advice Podcast, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and today's episode is cut from another podcast of which I am the co-host, The Soul of Enterprise, which is also sponsored by Sage. The Soul of Enterprise is dedicated to belief that business has a spiritual, though not necessarily religious, component. I hope you enjoy this excerpt. If you do, please visit www.thesoulofenterprise.com for more. I suppose uh, completely soul-shattering experience, uh, despite the fact that I had been an oncologist for 20 years, was when I was eventually forced into uh, seeing it up close and, and uh, front and center in my own life as my husband, who was the head of the cancer center, got diagnosed with the very disease he was trying to cure all his life, leukemia. And so it became uh, so personal for me. I can't say that uh, it changed the way I treated patients or change something fundamental about uh, me being an oncologist, but I have to say that it kind of, in a remarkable way, inverted the entire reality principle for me. Because now it was very clear that Harvey was not going to be cured this is not a curable leukemia that he had. And um, it brings to mind something that Peter DeRice writes in his book in 1961, The Blood of the Lamb. Uh, this is, he's writing in 1961, Ron. Imagine that. And the idea is that his own daughter had uh, leukemia. And he says, death by leukemia is now a local and not an express. Same run, a few more stops. But that's medicine, the art of prolonging disease. This became graphically obvious to me as I was um, not only sharing a bed with a cancer patient, but also being his oncologist. So standing on both sides of the bed. And that's what I mean by inverting the reality principle, because suddenly the hopelessness that was there for me became a mode of action. Because now you know that there is no end you can really predict in a positive way. So day-to-day -day living becomes so much more important. And then eventually the only consolation is that there is no consolation. The only answer is that there is no answer. And you begin to catalog the happenings of every single day in your life. I hope that answers your question. No, it does. It's, it's beautiful. Um, you also write, and I know probably Ed's going to ask you some questions about this because we only have a couple minutes in this segment. But you say treatments for cancer haven't changed in 50 years. It was just as primitive a century ago. I mean, with minor variations. It's a protocol of surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation that you label the slash poison burn approach to treating cancer. It's an embarrassment. Equally embarrassing is the arrogant denial of that embarrassment. Osborne, why is that? And we've only got a minute, so. 
<laughs> okay. Well, this is the paradox for me also, Ron, that we are living in the most sophisticated technologic era. And yet the treatments we are giving to our cancer patients are paleolithic. Think about it that the first slashing of cancer was done in 500 BC on Queen Atossa's breast. A Greek slave took out his sword and slashed off her breast full of tumor. We are still slashing breasts for women. Chemical weapons, chemotherapy is a direct result of using chemical weapons in World War I. Cytoxin, chlorambucil, melphalan. Three drugs came directly out of chemical weapons. We are still using the same three drugs. Harvey was treated with two of those. Why has that happened? This is the question that forced has kept me up at all hours of the night and forced me to take a survey of the field and see why are we stuck in this. For more Sage Advice, visit and subscribe at sageadvicepodcast.com.